This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? One of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. And I'm Tinzian, and I saw today the most awesome thing. I got to see Genesee roleplay as Katniss, Ever- Katniss Evergreen at Starbucks. In <laughs> Evergreen? Character. It's a knockoff. Yep. I-, I didn't shoot anyone. What? Catnip Evergreen. <laughs> you, but you asked for four shots in your mocha. Oh, God. Yeah. That's one hell of a mocha. <laughs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, November 22nd, and this is episode 127, I think, in a weekly series followed by a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons. And yeah, that intro was a flashback to our old Cesar Yes Mass Effect uh, compilation by Rabbit because I'm still working on an intro that does not include miscellaneous member that we cannot speak of. So I hope you enjoyed that. Anyway, last week, I don't know, Voids, Death Knights, Death Life, whatever. Tinzian, Dungeon Master, catch us up on where we are currently. You are a go. I believe that this is going to be episode 128th, the quarter quell oh God. of the Death of Four Hunger Games! I need a drink. <laughs> I really need a drink. Well, I guess we could say that I didn't choose the death life. The death life chose me. Mm-hmm. By the way, happy Xbox One launch day, everybody. For you in Australia, we already had it two days ago. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been working for three days. I don't even know what day it is. So, yeah. Yes, you do. It. Happy Xbox One release day. You knew it what was, day it was. You no, well, lying plaid wearing bass. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's, um, it's actually Saturday, so it was yesterday for us. You know, it's because I, you live forward in time. You know. Okay, is there going to be a dungeon <laughs> D&D episode? Is there going to be a D&D episode? Is there a D&D episode on a D&D podcast? Yes, there is. Mm, no. There actually is. So at this point, Xanatari is coming out of the void zone and is asking Tinzian if I was dead during this time. We lost a section of this little audio, but I'm going to pick up with that. And uh, this is the intro beginning. In the zone. You were dead. You've been dead before. Have I been dead before? Yes, you have. I've been. Cl- have Remember, I? you were all patchy uh, you were in there. and gross. I thought I didn't remember any of that. I asked whether I did remember my trip into the void zone. Um, I remember. I remember being cold, but I don't remember being dead. Let's say let's let's have you remember <laughs> enough that there was something happened on the inside. But yeah, by the way, Zanatari, um, it is. That breath that you took on the coming out of the zone and into the real world was some of the coldest crap you've ever inhaled. 
Quite it's the same reason. It's the same reason why I doubled over and was winded, and almost got my leg like cut with a cyanide blade. That seems overkill. The cyanide and the blade. Yeah, the cyanide. It's like I'm going to make a blade and put cyanide on it just in case. Well, there's poison blades. It's the same scenario, right? It's like if you just get nicked and then the cyanide. I mean, is, does cyanide work externally? That's that's one thing. I thought you had to digest it for it to. Just have to get in your bloodstream. Oh, really? There you go. Maybe it's a really crappy poisoner. <laughs> Maybe that's all he had. It's just like, oh, man. down on his luck. Maybe, like, maybe, oh. maybe all he's got is like, you know, almond candy and he's just kind of rubbing it there going, maybe they'll think it's, I'm badass. But I'm really like the confectioner assassin. No. Just just like rubbing almond joys against it. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is all face. I got. This is all I got. This is all I've got. Damn Halloween. <laughs> well, both, both of you will remember that something happened in there, but things make a lot more sense out here. Sure. You know? Well, I'd, I'd go over and I'd be checking on her regardless to see how she's doing after stepping out of the void zone. Okay. Uh, let's go to Cesar real quick and then we'll continue on. Cesar, anything? Well, seeing her out and, uh, you know, she wasn't attacked by the spider thing. It didn't seem to be. Um, I think Cesar will turn his attention back again to the encroaching cold zone that mm-hmm. was following him and just sort of check on its progress. You've probably got about five to eight minutes before it gets here. Okay. Um, just a, a reminder, we, we don't have to, to rush off immediately, but uh, we do have a bit of a time limit here and he points back to the the, the approaching coldness and saying uh, you know, we've got maybe a few minutes but we do need to, to be on our way that way. Because that's not very pleasant, what's coming up. He makes a good point. Um, probably have to retrieve the skeleton and put it over the back of Clyde. Okay, are you <laughs> going to do that? Um, yeah, right after I, I check on Xenotaro. Okay. Xenotaro? I'm going to be completely overwhelmed with the cold, probably, and I suppose surprised that I'm, like, sitting here. On a horse. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I guess I'll be just sitting there kind of, I don't know, just trying to breathe at this point, and just kind of looking at, at Thorin gasping. Okay. Uh, Clyde doesn't appear to be visibly affected by the cold. Um, he's momentarily not panicked, but just kind of just kind of stamps and stops for moment and settles down underneath underneath you. Okay. Um, the ziggurat that you saw when you were in the void zone, you don't see on that particular horizon, by the way, when you're out here. Okay. But I do see the spider coming. And I guess I would sort of gesture backwards, like, you know, just to kind of give a warning, I don't know, just some sort of indication that they should pay attention to the fact that there's a giant spider. Okay. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd pat her on the leg, you know, given that she's sitting on a horse, and uh, and, and say to Zantari, we're aware, don't don't worry. Um, says it's got his eye on it. Okay. And uh, then move back to the skeleton, um, drag it out of the out of the the crater, 
and uh, go back over to the horse. Uh, do you think you can carry this? Or Clyde can carry this? I would think if we kind of threw it up on the back of the horse and tied it to the back of the saddle, it would probably be fairly light. Not a big deal. Okay. Tied on with some um, rope. Got any? Sure, not. in the packs, absolutely. I would look through my packs. What do I have in my new draw packs on the horse? Rations, uh, dun- some dungeoneering gear, ropes. Elven rope. Spice for roast chicken. A lock <laughs> Light of a linderill. What do I have in my pack? Or rashers of bacon, you know, that sort of thing. Um, traveling fare. Ropes, uh, a couple pinions. Climbing hooks. Um, okay. Then I would take rations, the rope out. Uh, change of clothes. A couple things. <laughs> Magazines. Magazines. P90, P- P90 <laughs> assault rifle. <laughs> uh, what is the drow doing down there? <laughs> three Glocks. You know, just one one just in case. An anonymous book that's on relationships. But a Bowie knife. Since it's the drow, the only book on the Kindle is Fifty Shades of Grey. yes yes you know what that could be the episode title (laughs) a half finished crochet beanie one (laughs) one of the bags has um a good amount of food for clyde as well okay well all i need right now is rope so i'll just take out rope are you taking the skull with you the skull. Like we're leaving Did- his head and we're taking it. Oh. Oh, that's right. That's right. We cut his head off. Uh. Well, that's, <sighs> no. That's okay. Yeah. I'll 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 pick it up. I'll pick it up. It'll, Maybe I'll- Thorne will make some new jewelry. Oh. <laughs> Wear it on my head. <laughs> I am. That was snazzless. terrible. Terrible. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll pick up the head. The the body will already be tied to the um horse, and it appears that her packs are full of miscellaneous goods, such as as such as a small army might be carrying. <laughs> hey, you never know when you're going to need that. Yeah, like an automated turret defense tower? I don't know. That Hold would on, be great just... if we had that. We could just plant that right now. I, I'm sure Cesar's got one, or could mo- just make one. Maybe I just have an anonymous shield generator that I could just put right up in front of this fog. Hmm, <laughs> maybe maybe you just have a fog machine in your uh, saddle, and that's causing the woods. Maybe I have a vacuum. A giant vacuum. A giant vacuum. Maybe, maybe you have an air conditioning unit, which is why it would be so cold. I don't know. I, all I know is I have rope. Okay, we'll make sure you like the sixty billion other things don't fall out of your packs at the same time. Careful, make sure the safety's on that P ninety. <laughs> it's amazing the, with the Did amount of wildlife re- what you need to actually take with you, Thorn, just to go to the bathroom across the hall from your bedroom. Thorn would recognize P ninety because he's not allowed to have anything greater than a Nerf gun. Doesn't stop me from having the internet. Why is this turned into an attack on my internet? No, no, let's not go <laughs> you there. You don't have let's internet. Play, let's, let's play D4. Let's play D4. That's, that's why we're here. Cesar? Why not? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> defer, to the, defer to Eric. Well, there's uh, that classic derailment. That's dumb. Is okay. it? I got, a, I got a water bottle from Microsoft the other day. Check. So just, 
Throw that out there. Alright. So, is there, do you still have a bead on um, the form coming up? Um, no. Okay. I assumed, like I said, since uh, Xanatari wasn't, you know, pounced upon or mauled, that it's not, doesn't really pose a threat and probably is fluffy or some version thereof. Okay. Um, any of you, well, Cesar, are you doing anything else right now to try and either move things ahead that you're going to do? If I can lend a hand with, with strapping the skeleton on, sure. Otherwise just waiting. Okay. Um, Zenitari, you're pretty quick to recover some of that lingering resurrection magic, um, apparently helping you get, get over this cold bit fairly quickly. Um, what would you like to do with this merry band of people? Oh, gee, I don't know. How fast can you guys walk? Hmm. That might not be a, an issue for Thorn in a moment. No, I, I can shift from a moment. Hmm. Okay. I'm not big enough to carry Eric, uh, Cesar. Jim, Gary, Tim, who, whoever you are. Reginald. Congratulations, really what's your name? Do you really want to ride on Thorn anyway? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Well, this uh, this frost line isn't isn't speeding up on us. It, I can certainly outpace it. I don't know that we're in that much of a hurry. It's okay. On his walker, he just presses a button and wheels pop out. And it's jet powered. Well, I can. It's a rascal. He could just ride on the back as long as he doesn't sit on the skeleton. I'm pretty sure that Clyde could carry two and a skeleton. It actually is looking like um, as it's coming closer. Part of the mass that is being jumbled all over the place with this um, spider. Looks like it's dragging something. Yeah. Well, something fairly generally, when, generally when Fluffy steps on anything, it gets stuck to his feet. No, it's actually like there's something off of Fluffy and something being dragged behind it. He's learning new uh, skills, Sled Dog. He's got what? He's learned a new skill, Sled Dog. Sled dog. Mush. Mush. That's one hell of a sled dog. You may as well just get on top of the sled dog. <laughs> I don't know. Why does he have you, some you, sort of I don't thing know. What, behind him? Maybe, maybe he just inhales helium and he needs an anchor. It's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. <laughs> maybe you say that's not me. It sticks to you. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Good. That's decided. Uh, what is <laughs> what what does it look like as a dragging? Does it look like an a stationary object or does it look like uh, a a Clearly it's not stationary because he's dragging it. Okay. Like okay, an inanimate ab- object then. Is it inanimate? Does it live? Or in it this appe- case, it, is it, it appears un- to be something. It appears to be an inanimate inanimate object. But um, there are things unknown from where you're at uh, that occasionally will come flopping up into the air, and then it's just kind of like it's dragging something, and it's just kind of being this jumbled mess. Note to self: get eyes checked for void zones. Um, I'll, I guess we just we start walking forward. It'll catch up at the at the speed it's moving. It'll catch up to us. 
And if it comes out of the void zone, then we'll fight it when it does. If it's something bad, and if it's something like we know, fluffy esque, or fluffy ish, or whatever you want to put onto the end of fluffy, then okay. we can go from there. We can burn that bridge when we get to it. Cesar, do you have um, your goggles still on? Um, seeing that they sort of um, allowed me easier perception into the, the zone, I would say yes. Okay. Now, sliding them back over your eyes and looking, since it's closer, it looks like Fluffy is dragging some sort of statue of an animal behind it. Okay. Um... Yeah, that uh, thing which I think is fluffy, but from what I can see through these goggles, it seems to be... <laughs> this doesn't make much sense, but dragging a, a statue of an of an animal of some kind? I, I can't quite make it out. Does it slightly resemble a mechanical squirrel? <laughs> say it again. Does it slightly resemble a mechanical squirrel? Thank you. Do you say that in uh, in character? Yes. Actually, yes. Yes! Actually. Uh-huh. High fives all around. I don't know, it just felt like it. High five me, Sezzle. Okay. That's okay, yeah, cool. Audio podcast. <laughs> okay. Alright. So you're gonna move try and get uh just wait and see if it intercepts you guys as you're moving th- along somewhere. I think we're going to have to do now. I think we're going to have to walk apart, because if Fluffy's going to come barreling through dragging a mechanical squirrel, I would really not like to be taken out by it. It'll hurt. Okay. I have this I have this fear of being, like, this this co- cosmic retribution. <laughs> no, Lord, not like this. And it will happen in the most ridiculous way possible. Okay. I mean, hell, I turned Eldrock into mincemeat. That's, All right. that's kind of ridiculous, so... The area of land that you have exposed to you right now that isn't covered in frost or void zones is pretty narrow, so you're going to have to either spread out pretty well or perhaps go into the frost or one of the zones. Again, if you want to remain extremely spread out, otherwise... um, Just just enough so that we have room to move should the... the Pardon me, the mechanical squirrel, like, go nose first into the ground and then flip up into the air. If it's moving the way that you're describing. Okay. All right. Easily done. And you guys start moving. And if you do start moving, in what particular direction do you start trying to head towards? Away from the frost line, I would imagine. Well, Zanatara, you can give us a heading. Did you see anything in the void zone? Um, do I remember... Seeing anything? Okay, I there was a giant ziggurat in the void zone. We we want to go away from this or toward it, because that would be into the void zone. I assume we're running from the fog. We could probably go around, I guess. Um, I mean, they're they're circles after all. So I mean, we could probably try and make our way as far as possible, just skirting around the outsides as long as we keep an eye on where it was located. It sounds like it could match the description of our um evil prison. Mm, okay, then I would point the direction of the Zagrat last seen in the Void Zone and plot a course around where the possibility of the border might be. Okay. Cesar, can you uh, mark that? Like, Do you have any way that you can use the tech of your goggles to mark that point? Or... Uh, well, I can uh, I'll pull out my, my compass. I'll use that. Perfect. 
We're on a 72 degree heading. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> All hands to deck. Splice assuming, the main Assuming sail. a compass works in this weirdness. Okay. The silence right. says yes. Um, by the way, uh, Thorn, any description that Xanatari gives of you of the, um, whatchamacallit's ziggurat would match with what you saw. So you are apparently seeing the same things. Cool. Um, now, well, I guess we, we head on, onward, until giant blurry thing catches up to us. Okay. The Looking ahead, there's a lot of these void zones ahead. You believe that you would be able to plot some sort of path for a while. If you could get a... Hmm, if you could all roll a nature roll. Sure. I can do that. Nature. What's my nature? Uh, 25. 28. I don't even know. Alright, one sec. 27. Okay. Um, with the rate that things are moving, within the hour, potentially, for distance that you can travel, you're going to wind up either out of unfrosted room or non-void-zoned void zoned areas. I would like to ask whether they've got a permit for these void zones. Um, I believe it is for five minutes loading and offloading, uh-huh. along with lots of undeath, except so on I'd, Sundays. Is there a council that I may petition to have these void zones removed? <laughs> Not within the period of time that you have before impacting upon this. Oh, community planning is not very speedy in the void zone area. I figured as much. They, I guess they, they drag their feet in that era area. Well, you, you know, there's the dead. You get it? Dead. Yes. Yeah. Well, dead, you know, dead. you know, you know what they say about landed gentry. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing well. Keep it up. Keep yeah. it up. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, okay. So we. <laughs> All right. So we've got an hour's worth of travel before we run out of space. Um, how far away? Now, that's a stupid question because it's you just tell us very far away. Um, <laughs> it's about an hour and two minutes away. <laughs> Siri says, "Turn left at the next mile." I would disregard Siri and turn right. Good choice. Okay. So, um, what is what is your? I don't know. Um, all right. So, we have an hour before we run out of space. Um, so we have an alley because that's kind of awesome. You said what? Alley. alley. Do we have an hour? No, I said, do an we hour. have an hour? An hour, okay. An hour. An hour. Is that how, is that how you Americans say it? An hour? Yes. An hour. An hour. <laughs> hour. <laughs> Mate, we got an hour. Right. We got an hour. We got an hour. So we got an hour uh, to get an, through the void zone. An hour, an, an hour with the horror. In the whole frost. In the whole frost. <laughs> Sounds like Cesar's best friends. Oh man, I should have that song up. Um. All right. <laughs> okay, so we have an hour to find a way through to. I don't know how far do these void zones extend? I mean, we're, they're crawling in behind us from the forest that we we just left. They're ahead of us in the. Forest, but it's, there has to be a way through it. People travel through here all the time, I assume. Um, it's almost like the worlds are starting to merge. This 
really ancient prison type area that they're talking about. It's coming back starting to put its influence over the land. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes, you're walking through this forest, but the proximity to this prison and what it, where it's been now being unleashed is now causing this weird flux to the land. I feel like we've come full circle and it's now going to take us an hour to cross the void zones. Or at least six episodes. Maybe mm, ten. Maybe. maybe. But in all honesty, probably not. Okay. Um, well, look, well, I don't get to make the decisions. I look to Cesar and, and Zanatari judging uh, and say, judging by the rate at which they're moving, looks like we have roughly an hour to move forward. What do you want to do? Versus not moving forward? What's the other option? Well, we we go we either go around and try and find as much as much uh uncorrupted or untouched land as possible and see how far we can get, or we just take the plunge. Well the question is, does the ziggurat exist outside of the void zone? Are we sure that if we find a way around, we're still gonna see it? Or is it because there's a lot of things in there in my hazy memory that are exclusive to the void zone? Well, it seemed like, you know, us being the two that saw it, we were in the void zone when we saw it. So, conclusion is, and I'll turn to Cesar for his scientific opinion here, is that it only exists within the void zone. Would that be an accurate deduction? Perhaps. Uh, I mean, I think your assessment's right, that we're going to be in there one way or the other, whether it be now or at the most in about an hour. Uh, So, I mean, you've both been in there. Is there a reason why we shouldn't just head on in and not delay the inevitable? Should we make marks on our arms and cross them to remind us to come out at some point? Because I don't know that we'll remember that we should come out. What do you mean? Well, I think I have a memory of being in there and not having a purpose of I didn't know you anymore. I remember coming to the body, but I don't remember your names and I don't remember being friends. I don't remember the party or the purpose. Great, thanks. Nah, nothing personal. <laughs> hmm. Well, keeping in mind, we were only in the, the void zone separately. We've never been in there as a party. Maybe things will change once we're in there. We need we need to have a we need to give ourselves a purpose so when we step into the void zone, we're going to be driven forward towards the ziggurat. Should we all hold hands? I prefer not to. I don't know where you've been. You just have a big group hug and sort of shuffle in. <laughs> I don't want to touch your undead rotting corpse. I'm sorry. Look, look, old man. You take another step, and I'm going to put a, an arrow in your foot. I, I love you. You're, you're, you're a great traveling companion. But you touch me with those, those oily hands, and they'll, they'll be hell to pay. <laughs> ah, screw you guys. And then Cesar walks into the void. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess that decision's been made, and uh, I'd follow him. Okay. And you guys have moved a little bit already, right? Yeah, well, I, I guess so, we've sort probably. of okay. just got along the edge and, and then says as we've gotten all huffy and all. He's having okay. a temper. He's got a temper tantrum. He's stomping his feet. Zinatari, I think I cut you off. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say something. <laughs> Looked like you were going to. No. Okay. Um, Cesar has plunged into the void, and as before with the others, you get a chance to describe yourself in all of your intelligent undead glory, Cesar. 
Um, He's exactly the same, mm. except even older. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changes. He's calendar around. He's actually a very svelte kind of, uh, what's, who's the uh, Brad Pittish looking 18 year old. Oh, you mean like the Benjamin Buttons? Mm-hmm. Type, yeah. Um, I, I, I imagine him just being really skinny, having like no, just like, it's just bone and then a really long beard, like down to his ankles. <laughs> Instead of imagining, how about we find out? <laughs> well, there is a, a lot of of um, patches of of white, you know, white, white, white hair, um, very thin. But uh, you know, sort of the one tuft on the side of his head is still there. The other one is is gone, along with the skin. Uh, I would say probably three quarters of his face is is gone in terms of skin, and the rest is is slowly dripping its way off at that point. Um, the uh the leathers that he has are are you know hanging on him basically by threads i don't know if that's the right that's probably not really the right term strips straps at this point just a few straps here and there um his um uh, he's still got his his pouches slung around him but uh a lot of them have holes in and and uh um the ones that have a very small hole occasionally you know a little bit or bob there here and there will will sl- fall out behind him um, his left foot is twisted around backwards completely. Um, and, uh, his left hand is missing the last two fingers on it. And his, um, his chest, it's exposed the, the, the left side of his chest. There's the hole, there's a hole cut basically run through with the, through the leather. You can see through and there's no skin or, or tendon at all, it's just rib cage, and you can see some, you know, what remains of, of a heart and some lung in there. And, uh, he smells bad. He okay. always smelled Still bad. not as bad as that, Hey, I resent that. <laughs> I resent the, the truth to that statement. Okay. Um, as you cross in, Fluffy comes rolling up on you, Cesar. See, Pimpy and... really does it. You're able to determine that uh, you recognize Fluffy, mm-hmm. and you can recognize something kind of clockwork and vaguely squirrel-looking being dragged back behind it. Okay. Does does Fluffy look like Fluffy? Uh, is- Fluffy is the undead spider version somehow of that, which I'll give uh, Thorn the ability to describe here in a there's, there's, is, couple moments. You can't can't really describe it. I don't. Spiders don't even have bones, do they? They got an exoskeleton. That is this. But they're... somehow it's being held together. But you know, whatever you want to, however you want to handle that kind of. All right. I'm I'm gonna do a Google search while people are talking. Now we have a spider. Quick, quick. As an intelligent undead, Cesar, you're still gonna have your knack with um, technology. Okay. And doodads and stuff and. You recognize this as being one of your creations at some point or along, or you somehow found it. You don't quite remember which of the case it may be, but you've interacted with this particular piece of clockwork machinery before. All right. So does does what is um, um, Fluffy doing? Is he approaching me? Is he sort of going past me? What's what's his? Does he stop when he gets to me? What does he do? Um. Fluffy kind of stops near you, sort of between 
you a couple steps ahead um, near the edge of the void zone near Thorn. Like, it's how you appear or come in to, into the zone. It's thinking that Thorn might do the same, or but it made a point of dropping um, this cargo that's got kind of clods of dirt and earth and all this other stuff sticking okay. out of it from being dragged along, but it made a point of stopping so you'd either be able to untie it or do something. Okay. Before um before I would untie it, I would check to see if I could if it is functional or if I could get it functional, if it's something that can move on its own. Um try to figure out what it is, clean it off. Um because if I can't move it, it it's pretty big, right? Yeah. Um I don't want to untie it until I know that I can make it move on its own, whatever it is. You'd, you'd be able to get it going um, fairly simply. It's it's powered off, but the the looks like there's still some sort of power somewhere in it, and it just kind of looks like a mess. But you'd have the sequence to be able to get it going pretty quick. Okay. Uh, says it will work on that. Sort okay. of shuffle over and drip flesh on it as he <laughs> works on getting it. Okay. Going. Uh, Thorn and Xanatari. Would be funny if that was like the tombstone of your clockwork squirrel. Like clockwork squirrels don't turn into undead; they just have a tombstone that gets drugged around behind Floki. <laughs> <laughs> and I just giant, have to sit on it yeah. as it's being dragged. Yeah, this giant Emily <laughs> Derby uh, crash thing that it just picked up on the way. He gets up, he ties himself to the statue, and then he's like, "All right, I'm ready." <laughs> All right. Uh, what would you two like to do? Well, I guess I, I shrug at Zenatari, and I guess we, we may as well step in together. It's a plan. All right. What are you guys gonna hold hands? F you guys. No, we're not. <laughs> we're, like we're we're gonna follow you. I'd I'd rather go in as a party, and, and hopefully we recognize <laughs> each other on the other side. Else, I'm probably liable to end up with a sword through my face. Okay. President Snow said we had to do this. Let's go, Cesar. Yeah. So um, we're gonna we're gonna step through. Well, I'm gonna step through. I don't know what Zenatari is gonna do. Okay. Passing through, um, you come out in your various undead forms that you previously described, and Thorn, you find Fluffy there. Mm-hmm. Do you? I know you're pretty tired right now. Do you want to hold off on describing Fluffy until no, I've, next week? I've got one. No, okay. I've got one. Um, how does Fluffy look? Well, again, it's got, uh, you know, the usual spider form. Uh, though most of the 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 hairs that you'd find on a spider's legs, uh, is all gone. Uh, it's just left to this like almost thick, uh, kitten, chitin plate. Um, it's almost like it's, it's in its own barding. Um, so it's, it's like the, the chitin has thickened over time. Um, and the hair has kind of like dropped off and died because it's not growing anymore. Um, which makes it a little bit harder for it to climb, I assume, or, or I guess. The main carcass is, is, uh, fractured with parts of it missing, um, and decaying internal parts. Part sort of dripping out of it, and no uh, chunks of it missing, as if it's you know seen a, a battle somewhere, or it's come up against something, and something's tried to take a, a chunk out of it. Um, 
the the saddle would still be there uh, in place. Don't know what condition it's in. Um, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, and the face, the 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 fangs itself will, would be would still be um, kind of jagged and 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 cracked, almost more vicious, like curved swords, um, rather than dripping with any type of venom. Um, again, the the venom sacs long since dried up. And okay. no longer working. The eyes, some of them would be semi-blind, white. Um, one might be missing. Um, the rest of them still a, a green sort of color. Okay. Um, and there would be various webs and stuff hanging from legs and, and whatnot that have just not been removed or detangled. Okay. Um, to benefit of you, uh, you will find that the packs are fluffy standard packs. Nothing new has been added. You do have the collar thing that was, that would normally shrink fluffy down. That's mm-hmm. in one of the packs. And just to make something simple, since there is no sacks right now, there is going to be some sort of allowable bite attack if you needed it. Okay. With an effect. Okay. Um, Xanatari? As you enter in and see this group assembled with you, and this sort of kind of encroaches onto all three of you, the general feeling that there is that you are at the center of a plot or conspiracy to overthrow whatever is in that ziggurat. Well, yeah. Whatever is, something in there is weaker than you, and it needs to be removed. The rest of the plot and conspiracy kind of hazy at the moment. Okay, so you're saying we don't remember our purpose other than that there's something here that we need to kill that's weaker than us? Well, you sort of remember the purpose that you're trying to look for this ziggurat, and coming in, um, you know, you've still got this purpose of trying to defeat something. You know that this is like a really good opportunity that you've had to go and do this, because Okay. So, it's just kind of a modification slightly of the purpose of we're off to go rid evil. Mm -hmm. This is... We're off to go redevil, but <laughs> kind of, ah, okay. you know, whatever. You, we're you strong. are, you are the general here to overthrow, because, well, you're going to do a hunt. Up. I don't know. However you want to work it. <laughs> I can't spell that as a title, but whatever. Um, as we start to wind down this episode, everyone's been kind of busy focusing on the void zones, the frost, and so. What hasn't been noticed is during the movement phases that you guys were doing, the skull of the skeleton has somehow rolled off the horse, and the hands have dropped off the skeleton. I didn't think that the skull had, was on a horse to begin with. I thought I was holding it in my He's hands. He's holding it, and I have the body. Ah, okay. I thought that you had uh, tied that on there. Let me retract that then. That's the, If you'd like. And I'm I'm willing to give this to you in in my current undead state and numbness. I dropped the skull, so you and can continue. Entirely up to you. Um, which yeah. one? Which? I oh oh no! I've my undead hands. I can't feel them. The skull is gone. Gasp. Um, as you begin moving off, having taken sight of the cigarette, and you start to move off. After a short time, the one of the hands kind of arcs up as if it's a spider, kind of your classic uh, thing 
from the TV show hand mm-hmm. and starts moving along the ground towards the skull. Underneath Go ahead. gets underneath the skull and lifts the skull up. And the skull starts to look around. Okay? Mm-hmm. And a pinprick of light starts to blaze in each of the eyes. The other hand rears up, but it looks like it took a sliver of bone with it from the wrist, and that kind of arcs over sort of like a weird quasi-scorpion. And both the skull and this hand with the, the bone blade, for lack of a better term, turn and observe the party moving away. With that... They go the three best friends that there ever were. <laughs> With that, Xanatari, take us out. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com, subscribe on iTunes, or find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Grey Area podcast <laughs> and subscribe so you can follow us next week for the conclusion of the story. Mm-hmm.